Welcome, everybody, to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the story of Leah and Rachel from the book of Genesis, chapter 29. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. I'm Brad Hinkey, and I'm drinking a dark and stormy, which mm. is, um, it's, I've got Bacardi dark rum. Okay. And Gosling's ginger beer. Yeah. And ice. Nice. And a little wow. bit of bitters, a little bit of Angostina bitters in Ooh, there. Wow. The bitters. Thanks for explaining, because I did not know what was in a dark and stormy. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful, like a beach summer drink. Yeah. Drink a lot of these at the beach. It's really good. Um, Josh, I'm drinking Three Crosses American Whiskey, not Jameson for a change. Um, wow. And it's from, what did you say, Richmond? Uh, Powhatan. 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 Outside yeah, Richmond. Near, near Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah. On a single Powhatan giant rock. Yes. It's, okay. uh, it's good. All right. Well, who's this guy then? Uh, my name is Jeremy Spittle. Mm. I also am drinking Three Crosses American Whiskey. From Three Crosses Distillery in Powhatan, Virginia. Powhatan. Which it's is not very Powhatan. Fitting. It's Powhatan. It's very fitting because mm. there are only three of us here. That is true. Mm. I am telling the story tonight. So we're missing... This is a lean crew. It is. Yeah. Efficient. Right. I wouldn't say we're missing anybody (laughs) (laughs) office space reference i wouldn't say i'm missing it bob some people might call this the mvp team oh just because we're here that's what we're gonna call it some people might not call (laughs) it that (laughs) i mean definitely jeremy is because he edits everything right yeah i have to be on the mvp team the rest of us give or take doesn't matter Yeah. yeah i came up with a thing like josh does oh yes good 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 love it uh, incest, deception, oh. and karma. Oh. Let's take a peek inside one of Bible's first love triangles. Nice. nice. And then... Ooh-wee. Sounds to me like someone's trapped inside life's most complicated shape. A love triangle. <laughs> Second place, of course, is the... I just walked in on my mother-in-law changing into her swimsuit dodecahedron. <laughs> so I saw that in the text, and I didn't know that was from here. I, thought that was from I didn't either. I totally didn't funny. either. He played it when I'm he got like, here. I'm just like, oh, I just love a good dodecahedron reference. Dodecahedron, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, you thought he made that up, too. I did. I, I totally did. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you guys don't like Ted Lasso, so uh, you know, oh, I win. Come on. I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> love Ted Lasso. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I'm going to be telling the story of Jacob... Leah and Rachel. Mm. To start our They're story. They're all friends in an apartment. Oh, no, it's a different Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, Joey. Ross. Monica. Ross. Monica. Right. Yeah. And Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe wasn't. She didn't live with them, did she? No. She didn't live there. No. Oh, in the apartment, it was just uh, Monica just, and Rachel. And yeah, then and across, across the, the hall. Sh- yeah. Joey and Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Chandler. Ch- bong. Chandler. Chandler. Bong. Bing. Yeah. All right, so um, Jacob is the son of 
Isaac, uh-huh. who is the son of Abraham. So we're three generations removed from Abraham and the promise God gave to Abraham. Isaac, he married Rebecca. Mm. Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Who was his cousin. Mm-hmm. First cousin. Kissing cousins. I wasn't, that wasn't strange back then. No. no. Back then, maybe not. All right, so Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Yep. Jacob was the younger. Esau had the birthright and everything. Jacob ended up tricking Esau. This is all just backstory. That's why I'm kind of glossing over it because it's a pretty good story. Yeah. Jacob tricked Isaac into giving Esau's birthright to him, to Jacob. Mm -hmm. Yes. Jacob tricked his dad to get the birthright. And Jacob Rebecca, the, Jacob the deceiver. Yeah, Rebecca yeah. was kind of in on that too. So she was. Yeah, he gives him the the blessing or whatever. Yep. And then he's like, "Oh, it's done. No take backs." He's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Once I give it to you, it's done. It's like right. he's, he can't be just like right. Put you deceive me, so yeah, that was like, that's that null count. and void. I, yeah. I, you tricked me. Yeah. Uh, we. It's we, like. We have hey, Barry this. Bonds, we're taking away your your yeah. record. Right. <laughs> right. He knows he got tricked, and he gave it to him anyway. So Esau finds yeah. out that all this happened, and he's, he's pissed. Yeah. And he basically says out loud or thinks out loud, like, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. Mm. Mother. Good thing we're not doing Beep. Ephesians. What? Good thing we're not doing Ephesians where it talks about... Mother, things you should say and not say. Oh, uh, uh. only speech that is edifying. <laughs> yeah. That's what my mom used to always say. Is that edifying? Oh. And I was like, I don't f- know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Define edifying. Right. So Jacob, Jacob realizes that Esau is gonna, he's trying to kill him, or he's gonna kill him. Yeah. He's like I got to get out of here. And and yeah. Rebecca, his mom, is like, Yeah, you got to go. Got to roll. Yeah. And his mom's like, listen, just just go for a bit, hang out for a while. I'll let you know when he cools off. It's just going to take a little bit of time, and then you can come back, okay? Everything's going to be cool. So anyway, Jacob goes, but before he leaves, um, Isaac gives him this blessing. He gives him, like, kind of the same blessing that Abraham got and that he got from his dad, Abraham. And he says... Basically, it's like his one rule. I want you to go, and I want you to go to your uncle's house, who is Laban, and don't marry any Canaanite women. That's like his one rule. Don't marry, mm. don't marry any Canaanites. But, but part of that, though, is that Esau married two Canaanite women, and mm. apparently they were hated by Isaac and Rebekah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So the bless. Let's not underestimate the blessing part of it. So he already gave him the birthright, and then he gives him this blessing. But yeah. he gives him. It's interesting because he gives him an Abrahamic blessing. So the same blessing that Abraham got, which was that all nations will be blessed through you. Right. Yeah. So then that goes to Isaac, and then Isaac gives that specific blessing to yeah. Jacob, which is important for right in the, the Bible. Yeah. Yes. It, it was basically right. Look, right yeah. May you be blessed by God. You will have um, offspring as that's like the dust of the earth. It's yeah. just going to people will be everywhere. You're going to spread to the north and the south and the east and the west and the east northeast and the uh, west southwest and oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, 
Right. I don't, I don't That's a lot of all, directions. You went is. way beyond the Cardinals <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. So I think uh, Jacob goes to see his uncle, and then that's when the answers yes. ensue. Yeah. yeah. So Jacob takes off on his journey. Yes. And I don't know. It, it was one day he gets uh, – it, it comes nightfall. The sun goes down. He can't really go anywhere because it's dark. Yep. So – and I, I found this pretty strange. He finds a rock. Yeah. I'm, that lays his head down on the rock, uses it for a pillow. Yep. You know, I mean, I I like a, a firm pillow. Me too, but not like rock firm. Yeah, but is like there? Hard, I know. mean, maybe the rock. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just trying to think. Like laying down. I mean, it's better than go flat on the ground. Oh you yeah, know what he was yeah. doing. Like, yeah, he was rocking himself to sleep. Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. Uh, one. That was really bad. No, that well, because really it's always good. easier to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to sleep after you're stoned. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Let's not go back to this episode where we just make rock puns over and over again. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Yeah. So Jacob. Mm-hmm. He lays, loved Rachel. His, he, he rocked himself to sleep. He just rocks. <laughs> yeah. We oh. got to that time. Yeah. Right. So he has a dream. Yes. He falls yes. asleep and he has a dream. And in the dream... There was a ladder that was the base of it was on earth, and the top of the ladder was perched up in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he saw angels ascending and descending this ladder, mm-hmm. angels of the Lord. And God was up above it all yep. and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie with your head on a rock. Mm-hmm. I will give to you and your descendants, and your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. That's where the dust of the earth comes from. Yeah. And they will spread to the north and the south and the east and the west, yada, yada, yada. And in you and your offspring, the earth will be blessed. I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. And then he woke up. Nice. That actually happened, too. What did? Exactly what God predicted there. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, you don't hear about, I mean, you do it sometimes, but the great diaspora, like the idea that the Jewish people are all over the world. Like, yeah, there's Irish people all over the world. There's Indian people. There's Chinese people all over the world. But the idea they all went out all over the world and were not in their own country, really, and then they all came back to their country, that's pretty rare. Yeah. And predicted right there. They didn't all come back. I mean, no, but a lot came back. But they created, like, their new. And their own state again. Yeah. Yeah. More than one time, too, right? Because you've got, like, Babylon. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, because they go to... Oh, first first they saying. go to Egypt, and then they come back. Yeah, right. Right. And then they go to Babylon, and they come back. Right. And then after the temple gets destroyed by the Romans and stuff, right, they get scattered across all of mostly, like, Europe and things like that. Right. And then they come back again after World War II. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So in some translations, it's not a ladder. It's just, like, stairs. That's what I heard today, actually. Yeah. The, oh. the NIV I listened to on my drive into work yeah, so said just stairway. Steps. The, and then I was like, stairway to heaven. Stairway Excellent. to heaven, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But either way, it's it's uh the whole point is like heaven opening or heaven's open and there's a there's angels ascending and descending. Right. So this this is pretty cool. So it's an affirmation or a confirmation Whatever. Of Jacob's of uh, I'm sorry, of Isaac's blessing, right? So was, uh, Isaac gives the blessing, which is the Abrahamic blessing which God gave to Abraham. Yeah. 
Abraham gives to Isaac, Isaac gives to Jacob, and then he has this dream. And so then God like affirms that, yes, that's the blessing you have, Jacob. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And I, I read a little bit about that in in something I was looking at online or maybe in my Bible, but it was basically saying like Jacob had kind of the belief of his father. You know, he was raised by Ishmael, who was raised by Abraham. Everybody has this relationship with God that's kind of been passed down to them and this understanding of who God is that's been passed down. But Jacob being, you know, eventually he is Israel. He he wrestles with God and all this other sort of stuff. Please see episode blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Episode blah. Uh, 24, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He needs to have his own personal relationship with God. So he has this dream and comes to understand who God is on his own beyond just that of what he was taught by his dad mm-hmm. and his grandfather. But I wonder if he does. Like, uh, I, I think eventually he does. This is where, like, when yeah. I think his name changes, I it's think he goes through this process. So this, is an, this whole thing is an interesting story because it's not that the people are good. So it's not like... Who's the people? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, all right. It's not like God says, I'm going to pick the best people, because he doesn't. But he, it's like, I was reading a commentary too, and they're like, this is about, this is is the triumph of God's sovereignty. Like, God has a plan, this is what's going to happen. And he doesn't pick, like, good people that are, like, that are going to carry out his plan. He picks people that are pretty, frankly, despicable. So Jacob here, right, is not... It's not like Jacob's a good person. He's just the person that God chooses for the plan, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, despite their failings, yeah. God's will prevails. Yeah. Right. And then even when this happens, I think Jacob is like, well, anyway, go on with the rest of the story. But Yeah, because they're, they're, this isn't even like the story that we're covering. This I want to get to Jacob's the uh, ladder is, saucy part. Is something. Yeah. Anyway, what happens next? Uh, We've had a lot of uh, I know. tangents. I, I, I would think episode. with the three of us, we were going to be more focused, but we're right? actually no. worse, no. I think. I right? think <laughs> apparently we're the ones that make all the tangents. No one else does. <laughs> yes, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's true. Yeah. All right. So Jacob wakes up from his dream. Yeah, he does. He takes his rock pillow mm-hmm. and makes an altar out of it or a, oh, a yeah. pillar, I think. He uses it to make a pillar. He pours which, some oil on it. I don't know how it. big this, this rock is. Yeah. He, he like anointed it with oil. Yeah. And he called the place Bethel. Bethel. Or, or Bethel, which is House of God? I think that's right, yeah. I think it's House of God. Because El is always God. Yeah, House of God. Yeah. So then he made a, a vow after he made this pillar and this altar. And he said, uh, if God will be with me and keep me and feed me and clothe me and bring me back in one piece. It's a lot, uh, of, then, lot of requests there. Then the Lord will be my God. And everything that God gives me, I'm going to give back to him one-tenth. Mm. Is this where tithing comes from? It must be. Yeah. I think right? so, yeah. Yeah. And why Why just, why just one-tenth? Like, where did he pick that number up from? I don't know. But it's also weird I feel that... like we need an MDiv to tell us that. I know. In that context, it's actually kind of underwhelming. It's like, if God gives me every single thing I need, I'll give him back 10%. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 10%. That's true. I wonder why a tenth. Right. But um, it's actually kind of a weird response because God, is. because 
This is why this is why like a test in a way that Well, this we is why really Jacob's like. a deceiver cuz God just had a dream where he said, "I'm going to give you all these things." And instead of saying thank you, he like makes a deal with God right yeah. to get more instead right. or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he even gets more. He's right. just like, "You just got to protect me on this trip or whatever." Yeah, he's right. like, "Hey, I, I appreciate the protection and if you follow through on this yeah. promise, right, then you're going to be my God." Yeah. Right. You know, he he wasn't like, "Thanks, God." Gosh, you're you're a stand-up guy. Yeah, right. so instead of being like, thank you, God, I'm going to serve you because of all these amazing things you're giving me, he's like, let's make a deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And, you Which know... I feel like he, I got to channel... This might be an Eric thing. Like, in the ancient Near East, that's how they interacted with God, is that it's a some kind of deal where they're like... <laughs> Negotiating, like we're going to give you sacrifices if you give us rain for. Well, there was a lot whatever. of negotiations. It right. was like a, a so in the A and E that was something that that happened. And you know, if you go back to the story of Abraham with the angels with at Sodom and Gomorrah, he negotiated with them. Right. He didn't. Yeah. Just, he didn't just accept their sovereignty. He was like. You know what if uh, what if there's ten righteous people in there? Yeah. Then will you spare the city? Sure, whatever, man. You know, so it, there's always negotiations going right. on, right? Hmm. And uh, maybe Jacob was negotiating, but but I mean, you wake up from this but dream, he, you set up a, a pillar and altar, and you anoint it with oil, and you're like, "This is this is the house of like God, God is here, God right? is yeah. here." And then you're like, everything you said is cool and all, but. If you don't follow through, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be my god. Yeah, and I'm not gonna give you shit back. Like, well, this is this is. I think he's like that's cool and all, but I've been talking to this guy Ball, and he's, he's kind of cool too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> no, totally though. But I think this yeah. is the like like this whole story is like the maturity of Jacob. Like he's already deceived his brother. Yeah. It's actually. He deceived his dad. Deceived his brother. Deceived his dad. His dad was like, "Well, I can't go back on the that that part still bothers me. I can't go right. back on the blessing, yeah. right? Uh, so I'm going to give you an additional. I can't go back on the birthright. I'm going to give you an additional blessing, right? God says this, and he still is caught in the like. Oh, well, I've got to make some kind of deal because that's how the world works. So it's what? almost like Jacob understands how the world works so much that he can't fathom that God would just love him and give him something so then what happens so uh jacob continues on his journey he gets he gets eventually to this place where he's he's going but he doesn't know exactly where he is so uh and ends up in a field where there's this well and the well's surrounded by these flocks of sheep Mm -hmm. and i guess some shepherds that are tending to the flocks so he goes over to the shepherds and he's like hey guys what's up and they're like, "Hey, what's how, what's up, going? shepherds? Yeah, what's popping? Yeah. How's your mother? Yeah, so, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> uh, tell your mother I said hello." Uh, so he goes, "Hey, uh, you guys from around here? Wait, how's it go? Yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> like, where, hey, what's where, your sign? He was like, you guys come here often? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where, where are you guys? Where are you guys from?' And they were like, "Oh, we're from." Haran. Hey. And he was hey. like, hey, that's where I'm going. But what about uh, Padan Haran? Isn't that where he's trying to go? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. Oh. They were like, we're, we're from Haran. He was like, ooh, cool. Like, Close enough. You, so like Manassas and Manassas do, Park. Do you, do you know a guy named Laban? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, we know Laban. He's a cool guy. 
He's like, okay. oh, and by the way, uh, if you look BTW. over there, that's actually Laban's daughter bringing his sheep over to the well to be watered. And, yeah. Um, I imagine when they were like, over there is Rachel, like the slow-mo starts <laughs> and some like Barry White song comes on. It's like, I'll have to do like Ed's it's like Ed's Ed theme. Song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should call that Ed's theme. That's yeah. the name of that song. Yeah. Is Ed's theme. I have it as Ed's song. Oh, do you? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. But then he's also like, uh, so he says, "Why don't you water your sheep and get the heck out of here?" Oh yeah, that was after this. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because uh, she comes walking over, and the well, mind you, is blocked. It's got this huge stone on it. Yeah, and... that was kind of cool. That actually, that part of the story was interesting to me too. I'm like, really? What kind of well is this? Do they have like a big cistern that collects rainwater, and they have like a stopper in the front. And then they're like, all right, sign to feed the sheep. They roll it out of the way, so then it fills the troughs, and they close it. Because I'm like, well, water comes up out of the ground. Putting a thing on the top doesn't really help. So cistern is how I imagined it, but I don't know. Interesting. I I actually just pictured a, a well with, like, stone wall, you know, that you right, throw right. pennies in or, yeah. like, drop a bucket down right, like, with, like, a stone on top of it. With the Goonies. Yours makes with, a lot With more the sense. Goonies at the bottom. What is like, yours? Yeah. This is a hard time. So I was thinking it was like a big uh, cistern with an open top that would collect rainwater and fill up, but they had the bottom like plugged with a big rock, and then they would be like, oh, the sheep are coming, and they move the rock away, and the water runs into the troughs, and then they close it up, and it keeps the water in the in the oh, big wow. cistern. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I actually. thought of it of just like a rock over top of it, like my uh, septic tank. Yes. Right. Yeah, just like that. Except removing it without, without the water shit. out, you'd have to like still pull buckets up. Yeah, I would think so. Right, they don't describe pulling buckets up. No, that's they why. don't. Yeah, that's why I asked. Yeah, I, this other really... this other complicated design in my wow. head. I'm enjoying the way you do it. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. But then the thing I thought was, was there some significance to a stone? Because like you had being to, rolled were, away. Yes. Ooh. Right. I don't know though. You roll the I mean, stone away, brings the like water of life. Right. It seems yeah. like a stretch, yeah. but I mean, if you want to go there, we can go there. I mean, I don't know. So sometimes I wonder how much is... Uh, so I heard this term the other day. So there's exegesis, where you're trying to understand the author's intent and pull it out. Yeah. Right. I'm, and, I'm sort of into Jesus. And then there's Jesus, <laughs> where you're trying to apply your own meaning onto something. Oh. Which is, is this about the Bible or talking about the Yeah, just talking about the Bible, which is bad, because you're like, oh, yeah. I want it to say this, and so I apply right. that. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. You're Unfortunately, the second one probably Jesus. happens way more than the first. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah, for sure it does. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't know if there's any significance to a stone, but I just thought it was interesting that there was a big stone there. I I mean, it's it's significant in that it blocked the well. Yeah. And and so anyway, so Rachel comes strolling over because she was a a shepherdess. I think that's how they they put (laughs) it. Did they really say shepherdess? I don't remember reading that. They said that she was a shepherd. In my version, and yeah, she's a female shepherd. Is a shepherdess. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look it up. Oh, Jeremy reads the NPS or the NPV, the new patriarchal version, <laughs> where they say shepherdess. Uh, she's just an actor, not an actress. Right. <laughs> if that's true, then why do they give a best actress award instead of just a best actor award? Right. Uh, yes. While she was still talking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Oh, okay. Verse 9. Boom, in your face. Close with authority, too. Yeah, Yeah, he did. Slap. That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) 
I forgot what I was saying. Pretty now. sure God said it. Yeah. She comes walking over with the sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah, in slow motion. Yeah, yeah, she comes walking over motion. in slow motion. Like a John Woo movie. Like the girl coming out of the pool in uh, Fast Times Original High. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um... <laughs> Phoebe Cates coming Toast. out. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking National Lampoon's Vacation mm. when he keeps seeing that same woman in the the Christy pool. Brinkley. Christy Brinkley, yeah, yeah. Christy yeah, Brinkley yeah. in the <laughs> come on. No, remember when he has the sandwiches? Yeah, Ferrari, Ferrari or yeah, something? Yeah. Ferrari. Ferrari yeah. I like when they're eating the sandwiches and he's going like this, and then he like <laughs> he's like rubbing it in front of his face, and then he's like, and then he takes a bite, and then and then his wife's like, oh, the dog peed on these sandwiches. <laughs> All right, so Horrible. she walks over and he's like, "Watch this." Oh, he's like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> hold my beer." And so he rolled the stone away. Oh. from the uh, they're like, "We're waiting for everybody to get here for water." He's like, "I'm gonna yeah. get the water for this he's chick like, right now." Yeah, yeah he was. Well, he's first like, can I buy like, you a drink? I mean, can I buy all your sheep a drink? <laughs> I guess. I guess first before that, he was like, "Hey guys, can you water your sheep real quick and get the fuck get out of here? Yeah. Get out of here because." She's hot, and I want some alone time. Yeah. And uh, they were like, sorry, man. We got to wait for everybody else to get here. Right. It's and kind of our then thing. the stone You're has to be here. rolled away, and right. everybody yeah. waters their sheep together. What, right. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. Right. No. He's like Danny LaRusso showing up and being <laughs> like stealing Johnny's girlfriend. They're right. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Is that a karate kid? Karate <laughs> <laughs> kid, right? <laughs> All the other shepherds were like, what's with this guy? He's all foot and no toes. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, no, we can't. I'm sorry. So she comes over. Yeah. He flexes. He rolls the stone away. Yeah. And um, doesn't he like also just kiss her? Yes. Yes. That's weird. That's what too. He, I was, then yeah. he and then cries and kisses her and cries. Yeah. I mean, he's like, hey, baby, I'm sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I'm strong and sensitive. Right. I can yeah. roll the stone. I can roll I can the cry. stone. I got it all. Also, a good kisser. Yeah. No big deal. I right. can, yeah. Walk up to. I a mean, young the only thing I was like, kiss her. I'm like, that was weirdo. weird. But then, like, right. Oh, I don't want to take your story. No, no, no. Go ahead. But then, like, two verses later, he's like, and then he sees Laban and he kisses him too, and I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, and it's, what it's, is this? It's obviously, kiss, really? some sort of right. like a. Uh, now Laban kisses Jacob, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember I which so. way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. But he yeah, tells, he just he, he tells kisses Rachel her. Who he is. Yeah, she goes off and tells her dad Laban. Yeah, Laban comes back and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it's my nephew. This is great. Come stay with us." Right? Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Why not? She lives there too. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. So he goes. Well, that's why he went there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he was. That was where he was planning to go in the first place. Yeah. To his uncle Laban's house. Yeah. Good old Uncle Laban. Uncle Laban. So I think we I think we all have an Uncle Laban, if you think about it. <laughs> Is that three amigos? Yeah, we all have our own. That's what I thought too. Our Uncle Laban just happens to be the actual Uncle Laban. <laughs> He's trying to kill us. So anyway, Jacob goes back to Laban's house and he stays there for a month. And then Laban... That's a long visit. Yeah, a month long. And he's just kind of a freeloader, I take it. Because Laban was like, listen, <clears throat> you're my nephew and all. But if you're going to stay here, you're going to work. So, 
name your wages. Your family. Uh, I'm not going to pay you nothing. You know, you're not going to work for free, but you're going to work if you're here. Mm-hmm. So what do you want in return for your work? And Jacob says, and he had obviously thought this out before. He was like, listen, I will work for you for seven years in, re- in exchange for Rachel's hand in marriage. I want her to be my wife. That's romance right there. Yeah. Laban obviously was like, yeah, of course, of course, I'll get free labor for seven years in exchange for my daughter. Who I'm trying to get rid of anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how they were. They're like, he wants to get her. He wants her to be married. Well, yeah, he wants her but to that be married. But that comes in later in the story. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't spoil anything. Sorry, yeah. But also, was it really seven years? Because I feel like in the Bible, they're pretty loose with the number seven. Like, was <laughs> it seven or was it just like several years? <laughs> well, he <laughs> did say, be. he did say that the seven years felt like just a few days. Yeah. Right. Because he was so in love with Rachel. Which yeah. I thought that was interesting, too, is like everything up to this point, there are probably arranged marriages and it's all whatever. Sure. But yeah, he was yeah. like, they say over and over again that he was in love with Rachel. Yeah, well, and, that, also, and they say that she had a great figure. Well, all right. So Am I jumping ahead? Sorry. Maybe. Okay. But I, I do want to touch on the fact that uh, Laban was like, well, I'd rather she be married to you. Than just some random guy. Right, some random Canaanite, you know, that trash. Yeah. Which, I, I guess if that's what they value at the time, like, keep it in the family. Yeah. You know, in the A&E, that, that was probably important. Ding! Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> in the A&E, that was probably pretty important. Because <laughs> uh, Isaac told him to go marry his first cousin. So Laban and his wife, I uh, can't think of her name. Mrs. Laban. Mrs. Laban. Uh, I'm sure they had the same values. Uh, maybe, or also, I mean, we learn here that Laban is kind of a a deal maker, a little deceptive, and so. Well, and he also, maybe this is part of the deal. Like, well, I guess so. It's probably better she marry you than somebody else. When really, he wanted, he probably wanted him to marry her because because his, he comes from a rich family. Yes. Yeah. And so, but he's trying to work a deal. Rich for the A and E. <laughs> but he's trying to work a deal, so he's so it's like he's he's haggling a little bit. Like I guess it's better she marries you. I guess so. Maybe I should have put that in the yeah. Uh, and then Jacob's like, oh well, well then maybe I should give you something. So it's like yeah. it's like they're haggling here. Yeah. Because also, the whole seven years thing is he doesn't have anything with him, so right, he's he, got to pay gotta, a bride price or whatever. Yeah, he, can't offer, he can't offer a diary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I'll work for you for seven years for free. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm assuming I mean, he gets room and yeah, board, he's too. Yeah, room and board. Yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, otherwise, he's not going to last seven years without food. Yeah. Mm. Or he's, you know, illegally slaughtering sheep to eat. Yeah. All right. But it, Getting so, the end yeah. of deliveries. So the seven years goes by. So it's like two little two little deceivers, like, making deals is what's happening. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're totally button heads. Yeah. You yeah. can tell. So the seven years goes by. It feel it only feels like a few days, few days to Jacob right. because days. he's yeah. so, so excited. He's so in love. Yeah. And meanwhile, is his dad like? Did he die on the way there? Who's who's his? His I, dad is Isaac. Oh, I don't know. Did that happen? I don't remember reading. Well, he's gone story. seven years. Wasn't he like old and blind when he gave him the yeah, he blessing was, before he, he left? He might be dead. Yeah. He was yeah. about to die when he left. But he's yeah. not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. 
I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I shall avenge your death. (laughs) I'm getting better. (laughs) I'm very, very badly burned. (laughs) Oh, oh, we just skipped to a totally different movie there. Yeah, Yeah, I quoted Austin Powers now. Um, All right, smells like almonds. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so seven years, right? And seven uh, years ends. All right, so I don't know. I guess if I was. Rebecca or Isaac, I'd be like, where is this guy? He's been gone for seven years. Who? Jacob? Jacob. He's working for Laban. Yeah, he went sent to go off back then. Maybe he's writing letters home. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. That That's yeah. what I was like. Did they get he's any like, word Dearest back? Dearest Isaac, it's been a fortnight <laughs> since so I last I wrote mean, you. It's but Rebecca's... War is hell. <laughs> it's Rebecca's brother, so they they must be in some sort of communication. They know okay. where he lives. Okay, all right. right. There's got to be something. Yeah. At least word the of mouth. The Camel Express is bringing their messages yeah. back. Camel right. Express. Like, Owl dear, Post. Dear Dad, <laughs> exactly. farm life is great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. Oh, I'm thinking of Camp Granada. Yeah. Camp Granada. Yeah. Um, hello, Mother. Yeah. Hello, okay. Father. <laughs> Greetings from Camp. Granada. Like, Granada. Yeah. Hiawatha. Something's good, but. You know, Coke is good, but crack is better. Something like that. I'm like, I'm was so that a joke during the 80s or this something? Letter. Yeah, when I was a kid, oh. I was used to, yeah. Hello, I think it was Camp, Camp Hiawatha or something like that, but it would be like, Hello, Coke is good, uh, crack is better. I'm so fed up, I can't even write this letter. That was like how we used to say it. But, I wow. remember that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. It seems like it would have held up. Back in the ancient New Jersey, that's what we used to say. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> the ancient NJ. The ANJ. A- the ANJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have lots of mountains there. Yeah, mountains. lots of mountains, and we have Cabbage Night. Nobody else has that. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. I remember reading about Cabbage Night. Did we talk about no, this? It was, I think uh, we it was once, a yeah. trivia night question. Yeah. Cabbage, oh, Cabbage Night. Cabbage yeah. Night's the night before yeah. Halloween where we would go trash it, and you guessed it, and then we ended up telling him about it. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, it's Cabbage Night. Yeah, it's sure. Cabbage Night." <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it something about like women would throw cabbage at men or something like that? Wasn't that what oh, it was? I don't know the original. Yeah, it was like the night before the night. Night before Halloween. That's when we would egg houses and night of mischief and mischief Cabbage Night. Instead of mischief night, we called the Cabbage Night. Cabbage Night. And apparently when I was growing up really young, I wasn't part of this, but my older brothers did. It also involved you would fill a sock with flour and then go out and like fight each other. Like groups of kids would fight with like hitting each other with a sock full of flour, like a blackjack. So you'd be like, poof, and then you'd get hit and it'd make a big cloud of smoke and you'd have sounds like, like, so it's like that, sounds uh, like prison. Yeah. But no, I mean, it doesn't hurt because it's flour. To but me, it, also it makes sounds it like that Indian holiday where they have those. Oh, like, oh Diwali. Yeah, yeah, Diwali yeah, where they Diwali. throw Diwali. the colored stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like a way to show this, you hit them. They'd uh, have a big thing of flour on them. This is the yeah. ANJ Diwali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love ANJ. Now that's my new thing. <laughs> All right, then what happens? I'm so glad we came up with a new term. (laughs) Waiting. Okay. Uh, Okay, so. Seven years. The time comes. He says, listen, it's been seven years, Laban. It's time for you to pay up. I want my wife. Yes. Oh, jeez. Right? He kind of was like that, a little. little. Oh, yeah, he was. He waited seven years, and he is extraordinarily horny. So so Laban gets a bunch of guys together. They throw a festival. They get a lot of food. They have mm-hmm. this this big party, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I just assume it's a wedding party. It doesn't specify that in the story anywhere. Right. Seems so, like a wedding party. Yeah. So go ahead. Right. Yeah. So but a wedding big... party without a bride somehow, which is weird. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's 
Well, what I read was like the bride would be veiled. She's yeah. got this veil on okay. until they, you know, consummate. You right. Know. He's probably drunk because um, of the oh, party. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure hammered. he got drunk during the party. Right. It's dark. And, and well, Laban waits until nightfall, and he's like, "All right, bring my wife in. I'm horny AF." Right. Um, it's been seven. It's this been seven years. This gross. is my favorite part of the story. <laughs> it's been he, seven years. He's like he wakes up in the morning and looks over like, "What?" Spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So Laban brings in Leah, oh. the older of the two daughters, right? And I guess Jacob and her have sex. They they do their thing. Yeah. And he wakes up the next morning. That was strangely arousing. <laughs> <laughs> so he wakes up the next morning. And he's like, uh, you know, stretching in the morning. He's got real bad morning breath, too. Yeah, he probably does. Before. It's all dried uh, out. Yeah. And he rolls over, and he's like, what's up, Rachel? And what? He's <laughs> <laughs> a coyote. He's got yeah. on his arm like, ah, I got to get out of here. coyote. <laughs> he's got a gnaw through his arm. <laughs> That was terrible. Well, apparently she wasn't all that attractive. No, she had well, weak eyes. She, right. What does that mean? Right, I don't right. know. Yeah, that, that's something I wanted to talk about because <laughs> I read so many different translations of that word. Weak. Yeah. Put them on like there. unattractive eyes, like they were dark or whatever. It, right. I kind of got the feeling that she was like blind, like mm. like legally blind. She had weak eyes. Like right. if there were glasses at the time, she sure. would have been like wearing glasses. She had a but Coke bottle. Was, She's probably walking like, around squinting, looking like Mr. Magoo, time, like trying to. Figure oh, out. maybe that's why she was unattractive because she was like, squinting, right? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, all squinting, squinting, squinting. Yeah. Who says squinting? The A and J. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my favorite movie director, Squinting Tarantino. Squintin'. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I read it. Was that? That they 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 made this big deal about her eyes and being yeah. soft or weak or whatever, right? So I, I got the feeling she just she didn't have maybe good she eyesight. had or she could have lazy eyes. Maybe yeah, maybe like, like yeah, a lazy yeah, eye, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Either way, she was apparently way less attractive kind than of busted. Rachel. Apparently, so that's what I love too. They also say so she had weak eyes, and they say and Rachel had a lovely figure, right? Yeah, like they right like, to the body. They were like, like yeah, Rachel was hot. <laughs> Leah had lazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That'd be horrible if she had and was older. Eye. She's Who older, unattractive, bad yeah. eyes. Like they really downplay Leah. She, maybe she wasn't that attra- unattractive. Who knows? But compared to Rachel, maybe. yeah. I mean, right. I don't well, want to. I mean, jump ahead. Who's, all right, who's writing the story? Right, Jacob or somebody that Jacob I have a lot of comments about this, to, but, to, it, to write but the story it ruins down. the narrative. So I'm going to wait. But all right. Well, yeah, yeah. wait. wait, wait, wait well, he continues to sleep with her. That's what I was going to say. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm like, right, well, he hated her. So, she was so unattractive. He well, f- her over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so the next morning, the next morning, he's like, Laban, what, what did you do? Right. Like, you have deceived me. You pulled a fast one. I was supposed to marry Rachel, not Leah. And Laban was like, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So the, the way so we great. do things here in this country, right. uh, which country? The Where A&E. Is this is the way we do things in the A&E. <laughs> um, the older daughter gets married first. Yeah. And if you want Rachel, this is this is just kind of the way it's got to be. And he was like, fine. So here's the deal. You're going to finish out this marriage week 
with her. Where she gets to be the star for a little bit. Right. <laughs> with the older daughter. And then when we're done here, I will give you Rachel, as I promised. But you got to work for me for seven more years. Because you got two daughters out of the deal. Right. Right. So he needs two dowries. Right. And he, 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 but he didn't nothing. want the first daughter. He has nothing. Right. He didn't want her, but he got her. Yeah. I know, but he's kind of stuck. Like, I, I mean, given the cultural situation, what's he going to do at this point? Right. Exactly. So Leah's been defiled. Yeah. Right. So Jacob could be, I mean, he's kind of a dick already. He could be a total dick and be like, I don't want her and right. get rid of her. Yeah. But that would be horrible because then she's been in deflowered right. or whatever. Gonna no one right. is going right. to marry her. Right. So well, Laban me, like pulled a fast one. Let me finish the story. Maybe you... Leah was just unattractive, and Laban's like, "This is the only way I can get her married." Oh yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But so the, the, I mean, the story near is nearly done. So let me just finish, and then yeah, we can the story's get nearly into done. It. Okay, yeah. crank it out. So, uh, <laughs> so he works for Laban. Push on through. He marries Rachel. <laughs> yeah. They and they have their time, and then he works for seven more years for yeah, Laban. After that, then yeah. uh, the the rest of the chapter is Leah. Uh, God, it, it says that God recognizes that Leah is not favored, like that she's like the unattractive one, right? And that Rachel is the attractive one in Jacob's eyes. So, God, the way it's written is God closes the womb of Rachel and opens the womb of Leah. Leah, at the end of the chapter, has four sons for Jacob, mm-hmm. and uh, Rachel can't. Right, and it's the zero. first first four of the twelve tribes. Yeah, Leah Leah right. has the one that's supposed the the first one. He Reuben. would be Reuben, who would under normal circumstances be the one the that heir. would inherit everything. Right. She also gives birth to Levi, that becomes the priestly class. Yeah. Right. She gives birth to Judah, which becomes the well, kingly class, nation. the Reuben, royal class. Yeah. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. Yeah. Yeah. But Levi and Judah are a big deal. So Reuben's the first yes. one. Yeah. Levites yeah. become the priests. Judah becomes the, the whole nation royal class. Right. Yeah. And Jesus is descended from Judah. Right. Yeah. Right. So Leah is a big deal. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Rachel is the the quote unquote favored one. But that yeah. was my to your point, that's my favorite part. He's like, Oh, Leah's so ugly. I can't believe I'm stuck with her. Yeah. I want Rachel. And then he's like, but somehow. Leah magically keeps getting pregnant. So yeah. apparently he's still sleeping with her over and yeah. over and over again. Right, right. It's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's and that's there, the it different story, than any right? other man. Like, No, no, that's what I love like, about Like, she's kind story. of available. Right. Yeah. Is it, is it also... He do that all in the first week. I mean, if he had waited seven years to marry Rachel, then I get it. But a week later, he marries Rachel. Yeah. And so he has the, ch- the choice of either one. Right, he's married to both of them. And he keeps sleeping with both of them. He's yeah. married to both of them. Right, yeah. and he keeps alternating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. They're yeah. servants also. So oh, he does? Uh, that wasn't in this chapter, yeah, but he so does. That. that happens in 30. Yeah. Le- well, yeah. Leah Leah comes along with the servant Zilpah. Yeah. And Rachel comes along with the servant Milpash or something. Milf- I feel like, I feel like you made that up. <laughs> You're like Zilpah and Milpah. <laughs> oh, damn it. My notes. <laughs> no, but yeah, because that was the thing. So then. Bilha? Wasn't uh, it Bilha? Yeah. No, no, yeah. That's right. Uh, wait. Bill Ha was Rachel's Rachel's yeah. maid. So like, this is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was his name? Larry. 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 Yeah. Daryl. Larry is my brother yeah. Daryl. Is my other brother, brother Daryl. Yeah. Leah, Leah's servant was Zilpa, and Rachel's servant was uh, 
What did I say? Bilha. 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 Yeah. And so Rachel can't, I mean, yeah, we don't need to get conceive. into it. She can't conceive. So she right. sends so she Bilha says the hand. in. Yeah, that's right. And then Bilha has two sons. Then Leah gets jealous and sends her servant in, yes. Zilpah. And then Zilpah has two sons. Then there's this whole thing with the Mandrakes and Reuben yeah. going out and finding Mandrakes. Mm. And uh, Ray, no, Le- I don't remember. So one of them, one of them wants the mandrakes, oh, so they yeah, yeah. Rachel tra- wants the mandrakes. Trade sex for it. Rachel wants the mandrakes because apparently mandrakes are this like uh, fertility oh. thing, and so Rachel gets the mandrakes in exchange for Jacob sleeping with Leah. So Le- Leah's like. My son That's is the she one gets who found one, these she mandrakes. Gets one or two more at the end. There, you yeah. can have the mandrakes, but what I want in exchange is sex with Jacob. Right, and she gets two sons after that. Yeah, and then she's Rachel eventually a fertile Myrtle. Rachel eventually has um, Joseph, Joseph, and another one. I think Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, and then there's a because uh, those are the ones that was 11. Jacob likes the best. But then there yeah, was a real from young the wife. He likes the there was a, a, a young one. Like I thought, Benjamin lately. was the young one. Benjamin was the youngest one. Yeah. He was also a daughter of Rachel, and that's why it was so difficult. A son of Rachel. A son of Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, and they they did mention Dinah too. Yes, Dinah is a daughter in there, and I was like, yeah. You know, reference back to rape of Dinah, right? Yeah. Episode. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they mentioned Dinah. I think Dinah was one of Zilpah's. Was oh, that was the one where yeah. you were like penis mutilation? Yes, yes. 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where uh, yeah. Judah and his and his buddies were er, right, and they his go bros were like, yeah, yeah, f- these guys, right. yeah, yeah. That's a great story. So, so good. I, I listened to that one recently. It was a that was a great story that we told too. What were you saying though? I think that's it, right? No, so, you were you so were making a good happened. point, and I was like, no, just nah, let me finish the probably story. Probably wasn't a good point. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah. Right. So now okay. that we're through all the narrative, so yeah. one, yeah, funny that thoughts. funny that um, Jacob's like, oh, Leah's so ugly, I don't want her, but then you know impregnates her at least six or seven times or six times. I think she has six kids, um, and so. I thought that was kind of funny and interesting. But the other is, so not only does he have these two wives, he also sleeps with their, uh, you know, servants, uh, servants or whatever, maids, right? Maids, yeah. whatever, who are effectively then like his concubines. And those all round out the 12 tribes. Some of them are from the servants, but they're all, so they're all considered kind of legitimate children because they create the 12 tribes. Um, they're all Jacob's kids. Yeah, they're all Jacob's kids, right? Yeah. So that is up. And so it kind of reminds me back to like, I feel like, you know, as Christians in modern times, we have like a very Puritan sort of thing about sex a lot. And we go back to like, oh, well, adultery and stuff like that. But like, if you see these stories in context, it's clearly like adultery in the Old Testament in particular, maybe always, is about property. Don't Mm -hmm. sleep with somebody else's wife is the rule. Not... Oh, sex is some magic thing only in marriage. It's like you don't just like you can't steal somebody's oxen, you can't sleep with somebody else's wife. But there's clearly no like strong monogamy rules in this because they're just doing whatever they want, you know, and there's not, a lot of not in the A and E. Right. Having all their kids. Which reminds me of a joke. But I think the assumption that because oh. this happens that it's good. No, but it doesn't mean because no, I don't think anybody's saying I, that it's no, good. No, I think it's good, but it's it just but it's accepted. 
It's the practice. It's there's, normal. There's lots of stuff we accept that's not Christian, for sure. And not good, even. Yeah, but... Yeah. And we don't always, though, write it down in our books without a negative connotation around it. You know what I mean? It's just sort of accepted. We're just right this like it happens. Like, sure. if you have the money, you have multiple wives. Well, I mean... I mean, we we talked about well. Think about like uh, about think about slaveholding culture. Think about slaveholding culture. People probably said positive things about slaveholding culture too, but we know that's not right. It depends on who's writing the story. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. But like, what's the the drawback of polygamy? Really, if you think about it. Oh man, it it's um, too many mother in laws. That's the drawback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> was, that, was that your dad? That joke was my dad there? joke. Okay. I tried to work oh. yeah. But then there's also <laughs> I got I mean, another one. But it's it seems like there's a oh, lot of drawbacks. Okay. Like Rachel didn't like Leah. I mean, there's drawbacks for the wives. Sure, yeah. they were they were totally jealous of each other. <laughs> yeah, right. they were totally jealous yeah. of each other. Didn't and like constantly it. fighting. Yeah, to, seems like to, a pain. for for like the opportunity to have a son for Jacob. Yeah. Right, and to even the extent where they're like making deals for sleeping with their husband and Jacob's just like, all right, whatever. Like I whoever mean, shows up, I'm, I'm well, down. Apparently, for it. So, uh, apparently that's true. He doesn't <laughs> care. I, I had, I actually read that, um, in the A and E, uh, that was like common where if the wives, when you have multiple wives, but if they get together and make this pact, the husband had to basically do whatever they wanted. Right. Which actually, so uh, Jen used to watch Big Love, which was like the kind of Mormon. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton movie. Yeah. Right? So with the, and the same thing, like the wives there would negotiate over who got more time. There was like a yeah. head wife and the second wives and who got time with him certain nights and how that would work out and everything like that. Did seem like a lot of headache, but um, it was kind of, it was interesting, I mean, to see. But I, I don't know. To me... I agree that they're not setting it up positively, but I feel like it's not so black and white that there's clearly like a lot of variation in how this happens. And it's not depicted in any negative way. It's just like kind of this is the way it is. Well, I wonder. It's not a moral judgment on it. Right. But I wonder if it's so the the patriarchs that are written about in the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, they all are pretty wealthy. Right. And there's going to be multiple women wanting to be the wife of a, a wealthy person back in the A&E. Thank you. And I'm sure it was accepted at the time. Right. Because of that fact. Because, I mean, there's probably not a, women, a lot of women that are going to be want to be you know married to a shepherd that's not making any money or right, know, right. whatever. Kind of like now. Right. <laughs> Like, I mean, there probably many, how many yeah. women would be married to Elon Musk if it were acceptable? Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, a lot, yeah. yeah. Right? So, yeah. I think, um, I th- yeah, there's probably something to it. So, probably that it was probably considered or at the time, matter. at the time this was written, it's probably prestigious, right? So, they're like, sure. our patriarchs were so wealthy, they had several wives, right? Right? So, there was probably normal people that had normal Joe jobs, like, like we have. They yeah. had one wife. Yeah, and they had one wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that I mean, it's all it was, af- it was all probably, you can afford. Right. And it was probably just out of love, which Jacob had for Rachel, but not Leah. I don't even know if it was. I mean, I read some interesting book. Um, I listened or, or, to it. I, yeah. I listened to it, which was. Uh, you read something besides the Bible? Yes. Uh, I actually didn't read blasphemy. it. Blasphemy. I don't know. Like, I feel like we should just be able to say That's we read a book, but I listened to it, the audio book. But. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, by. Speaking of canceled people, Aziz Ansari 
talking ah, about how right. hard relationships are. Right. Yeah. Right. And so he is an interesting thing about he kind of he sort of contrasts the trouble he had dating and like living in the modern world and also working with sociologists talking about modern dating and marriage compared to his parents who were from an arranged marriage in India. Right. And how but they had like a 40 year totally in love marriage, even though they only met each other like when they got married. Right. Yeah. Like they had no choice in it. But it worked out. And it was kind of like well, this whole idea. That arranged the more, marriages work out more often than yes. not arranged. Because, I mean, the idea is like it's almost like the, the sort of the point of the book was like we create a um, almost a paralysis in the choice where yeah. if you get to pick who you're with, then you always feel like, should I pick somebody better or different? Yeah. And you struggle with the choice. So it's also really hard to make the choice. So people go. And and also with the way the world is now, it used to be even when people had choice, it was kind of like you lived in your town or your building in a city. You had like a small area that you interacted with of people you knew. And that was the only people you could get introduced to. You married somebody in this really small window. So like if somebody seemed good enough and you got to meet them, they're like, yeah, this is works. And then you guys would figure out how to make it work. Granted, yeah. there's lots of horrible things in those marriages, right? There's abuse and all those things. Yeah. But there are in, in all the marriages that are also done by choice. So it's right. like like the e-harmony couples don't don't go through abuse or Right, or exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean and or the ones who like meet at college or any other place where or out right. in the dating scene, right? Exactly. I mean there's a difference between the, I mean, well, I mean there is the like there's the consent element of it too like arranged marriage like some people feel forced into it sure or are forced into yeah. it right they are yeah, forced. yeah so that's not good uh no. leah was forced right i mean the really so is rachel apparently well, like rachel had to know like i'm not going there's this party going on and i'm not going in here right so it's it was the whole like that's the culture at the time like the father was just making decisions right and Rachel's always like, like sitting back at the house like Right. Oh, great. My dad's sending my sister in to sleep with the guy I was supposed to marry. Well, right. And I that, can't do anything about even it. Before and maybe the she seven doesn't years. Even care because she doesn't want to marry him necessarily. It's all about how much Jacob loves her. There's not a single line about Leah's feelings for or Rachel's feelings for him. But Jacob no, just Jacob <laughs> just met her and he's asking for her hand in marriage in exchange for seven years of work. Right. Right. And that's Laban is that's how decision. that's how good her body was. That's what he offered right there. <laughs> I mean, it's and then he probably figure. didn't get to spend a lot of time with her, didn't they? Like separate? Yeah, the men no, they from weren't the... allowed to mm-hmm. be together. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. What's our point? What is our? Point? Oh, the, here's what I was gonna say. Okay, is it's almost kind of Jacob's just desserts because mm-hmm. Laban almost does exactly the same thing that he and Rebecca did. Yeah, the karma to Isaac. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Where they slipped, they slipped a different person in and fooled right. them. Right when they couldn't see who it was, except they switched the order. So they switched the old one in for yes. the younger versus the younger in for the older one. Right, right. right. That is great. This is like the deceiver gets deceived. Yeah, so he does. Just right. Asserts, right? Yeah. yeah. So did he learn his lesson? Like, did he realize that that's what happened? Like that it was this ironic thing that he got deceived. Did did he recall what he did oh, I don't to know. Esau mm. when he woke up and saw Leah laying in bed next to him? Yeah, I don't know. He kind of submits to it. He doesn't. He kind of rolls over quickly. Yeah, I guess he realizes he has no negotiating power here. Well, because he just Cause he can't he just slept with her. Right. Yeah. She's defiled now. She she cannot go. I mean, he could send else. her away. Like uh, he could, but I mean, didn't Abraham? But I don't. I- the... Didn't Isaac send away Hagar and Ishmael? Yeah. 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 I don't get the impression that Jacob is a real dickhead. I think he he's actually a good person. Is he? 
I mean, I he's, he likes to play tricks. I think he's he, like Loki. He's, he's Loki. He's an yeah. anti-hero. I think yeah. he just. I think he just wanted Rachel so bad, and there wasn't much he could do about it. Right. Right. Like Fourteen. Years I mean, of work in bad. in some ways, he's kind of a good person. Well, given the context of where he's like, all right, I'm going to stay married to Leah. Yeah. And, and also, it, she's available to me now, so I'm going right. to sleep with her uh, on occasion. Well, he slept with her for a week and then married Rachel, too. Yeah. But well, like every night for, like, for a week? Well, also, then he slept that's with her lot. for years after. Well, that. yeah. I mean, they slept well, when a you lot. first get married, yeah. you're young. I mean, yeah, that's like oh, every I day. I don't remember that. I don't, uh, yeah. that was. I don't remember when that happened, but. <laughs> Um, but so if he, if he had sent Leah away, no chance he gets Rachel. Yes, right, right? probably. Yeah. So right. it's all negotiation, right? And he's still holding out for Monica and uh, yeah. Joey. Joey, <laughs> Phoebe for Joey. Phoebe, yeah. But it's Josh's point. Like it was all about property, right? And yeah. he had no right. negotiating power to yeah, get he, Rachel. He left yeah. with so he nothing. Just, he basically just gave in quickly to what Laban wanted, right? And then he yeah. had to work another seven years because yeah. he he didn't collect wages. He had right. nothing, and in a way, so he, not, and he's also burdened in a way, where I mean, because as much as they're property, they're also a cost, right? So he's like, I need to be able to afford a second wife. True. Yeah. So like, he can't just go off. Oh, on well, his that own. comes in later. Yeah. Right. With the whole striped oh, things. That's and a crazy part. Of the oh, story. and then he yeah. fools Laban with that too. Yeah. So uh, the one one of the things I wrote down that I, I wanted to talk about was the fact that he got so pissed that he was deceived. Did he? He oh he was pissed. He was livid. Mm. Jacob was was pissed that at he got Laban? deceived at, at Laban. Yeah, that he, that he got deceived by Laban, and when he woke up next to Leah. Right? Yeah, the thing that <laughs> and he was like, "Are you looking at me or are you looking somewhere else?" Because <laughs> her eyes are all like cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up and thought he was sleeping with a pug dog. Right, like the eyes oh. were just all buggy. <laughs> That's. So, I mean, it, it occurs to me that, like, a lot of the times when something pisses me off, it's something that I am guilty of, that I am, uh, to to use one of these buzzwords, totally. I'm, I'm projecting on somebody else. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I wonder if Laban wasn't really deceiving him, but was like, well, I gotta get, I gotta get Leia married first. I you know I, my hands are tied. I got to I got to do this. So I'm going to I'm going to do this. Maybe he'd thought of it as deceitful. Maybe he didn't. Jacob read it and what he put on it himself was Laban has deceived the crap out of me right now because Jacob himself was a deceiver. I think Laban I mean, there's no way he he certainly wasn't open and honest about it. He's like he if he didn't deceive me, he would have said, "Marry my older daughter first, and you can also marry Rachel." True. He didn't do right. that. And up front, he did, like, he hey, had you're, a good you're... Ex- explanation though. Yeah, no, he but didn't. But he could have said like, yeah. "Hey, that was an excuse, it's not gonna, an explanation." You, you got to work 14 years <laughs> to get them both. That's the only way you're getting her. So he would know yeah. up front and make a decision. But yeah, all right, fine, sorry, fine. He totally Screw deceived you guys. Him. It's too bad though. It's like, but all I, I these... think he was pretty butthurt about it. Oh like, yeah, a oh, little sure. more. Like, I mean, eventually he accepted it. So yeah, I don't know, maybe my point. But I think it's part of the maturing of Jacob. Like he, prior to this, he was the rich kid. Like, remember, he stayed with mom, cooked. Oh yeah, stuff like that. Esau was the one out hunting and do like hard labor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he comes to Laban. 
and he moves the rock or the stone or whatever, and he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But then he's got to work, so he's actually a laborer, stuff he wouldn't do before. Right. So he's kind of... He was a servant. Yeah, so less. he's becoming, like, he's he's being shown humility a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he gets deceived. So there's, like, I mean, I hate to think that, I mean, maybe God does this. I don't know. Maybe it's like, like, like I'm going to show you what it feels like. Mm. Right. And hopefully he matures out of it. I mean, God, I would think, I mean, there's scriptures that show that God does that kind of stuff to you, like teaches you a lesson through adversity there, and there stuff. There are scriptures that describe God doing those things. Yeah. But who, not here. Who's, it's who's not writing here. these things. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I kind of take issue with the whole description of God closing the womb of one and opening the womb of another. Does it really right. say he closes one? Well, he yeah. definitely says like he feels bad for Leah because he she's has not, compassion for yeah. her. Yeah. She's so, not so loved, he opens so he the womb of Leah yes. and and causes Rachel to be barren. That it's in there. Yeah. Right? That's that's at the end of, of chapter twenty nine. And but, I, I take yeah. a little bit of issue with God dictating who's gonna have kids and who's not, you know. Right. Well, it's interesting too. I feel just, like that's that's them putting that into the story. Well, Rachel's mm. loved. Who's who says? Yeah, but God she doesn't care. That. It's funny because Rachel's loved, but she's more worried. Like, well, I'm not giving kids, so that's what I'm mad about. That's why yeah. she brings in the servant and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how she kind of saw her value, even if she was getting the attention and the love. So she she should be just happy. But she's like, no, I need to deliver children, otherwise I'm a fail failure, quote unquote, like as a as a wife. Yeah. So that she tries to do that, but but none of it's all... Leah's fault though. Like they're like innocents in this whole thing. I oh, mean, yeah. they, I mean, sure. they're jealous of each other, right? But it's not like they schemed; it was their dad schemed, right? Right. Yeah. When, when have they had a choice in the story? They really haven't, right? Never. Well, I guess when they hand their maids over to Jacob. No, Laban just... handed the maids over with them. Oh, I thought they selected their maids. No, no, no. Laban gave the gave maids, the maids yeah. with the daughter. Oh, gotcha. But I guess it's assumed that maids are just allowed to sleep, that, that the man can just sleep with the maids if they want. Well, I mean, so this that, is my this point. Is Back then, is the men can sleep with whoever they want. There's no rules against what men they can do. They kind of still can. In the Old Testament. And they're just... They're, they're sleeping with whoever they want. They just can't sleep with someone else's Well, now wife. a man is just a player and a woman's a whore. So what do we learn from this? So here's what I learned. Yeah. So here, what I take away from the story is, all right, there's this plan, and it doesn't rely on people behaving the way God wants them to behave. Like, I think I think even though this stuff fulfills God's plan, it's not an excuse. Just because God chose Jacob, it's not an excuse for Jacob behaving the way he did. Because God wanted Jacob to marry Rachel, it's not an excuse for Laban behaving the way he did. And it's just kind of, it's just, I just think it's interesting that God has a plan and it works out through people who are not good, not particularly equipped to carry out the plan. Sure. But, but somehow he makes that work out. Let me ask you this. Do you think God was teaching Jacob a lesson by having Laban do what he did? It's almost too perfect to not be a lesson, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Where, where he's just like, all right, you snuck in and fooled your father who couldn't see so this kind of same situation is going to happen to you like but but there's no nothing in here where he's like where Jacob suddenly had the revelation right. of like this is what I did to my dad. Oh look, I learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah no, there that wasn't in there, but yeah. it, you you can't It seems too perfect though. Right, you you can't imagine that he didn't learn. He didn't go like God, you got me. 
Yeah. Yeah, you got me good, man. But there's also the, like, it's interesting he's got the, so the Bethel piece. Yeah. It's almost like a revelation to him that, like, so I think he has this sense that, like, God is with Isaac. And I've traveled away from Isaac. Because when he wakes up in the morning and does the thing, he's like, oh, man, God is here, too. That's why I'm doing Bethel. Yeah. And then he makes the deal. Then God promises him stuff, and then he makes this deal like, God, if you do this for me. So he kind of has this revelation that God is not just tied to Isaac and a location. God is also here. And that but was I a- don't think he has the full revelation that God is like, like I think what for God's showing with, I think, yeah, so I think what God's showing with the latter is God is uniquely interested in the goings-on of earth. Yeah. Right, and so yeah. so there is this connection between God and Earth, but Jacob, I think, still sees it as like connected to Ishmael or Isaac, Isaac sorry. or an individual, and it's so there's almost this like maturing, but he's not quite there of understanding that God is with him and God made these promises with him. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that was kind of the point that I was making earlier was that he he understood God simply from the uh, the perspective of his father. Isaac and nothing, nothing really beyond that, because I'm sure, I mean, before this, we don't really know if God presented himself to Jacob at all through a dream or, or anything like that, where we know he sent angels to, uh, Rebecca and Sarah and Abraham. And so he never really had any of this live interaction with God until this, dream that he had and i think that did start his journey into understanding who god was for him specifically yeah because then the wrestling match comes after this right and where they you know he gets even more right more direct contact and 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 tied in even yeah more. is there is there any i guess i have to go back and look at it so we we did the we kind of did it in the wrong order but right. that's fine because it's just unique yeah. stories but what we can do but is, is there anything between this dream and the wrestling match like does god appear to him any other times i don't think so I, not that i'm aware remember, of yeah. because yeah. after this he deceives laban again with the whole striped and spotted stuff yeah yeah and it, and that's when he eventually gets sent away you know he takes his wives and his livestock and everything and he gets sent away i think to that's go when he goes back to see to esau. esau right yeah. and then that starts the other story and he actually becomes wealthy like separate from his dad too like he True, becomes yeah. wealthy under Laban. He left with nothing yes right. i mean that's attributed to god's favor too yes where he he says you listen god's been favorable to me uh laban also made a lot of wealth i guess you'd call it thanks to jacob to, yeah because of jacob so jacob was the uh, i can't think of the word but jacob is uh right the, the reason for laban's wealth jacob is the reason for his own wealth because of all his hard work during the 14 right. years and then everything after that but um but but does does jacob attribute that to god at all I, also yeah. Where does he give the tenth back? Yeah, I don't where know. Does he give it to because what does no, he give? There's it no to? temple. There's no Levites. There's no right. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know. Does he do sacrifices the way like uh, maybe like uh, Cain and Abel did? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe commit sacrifices. So to me, the my takeaways are a couple. I don't disagree with what you're saying about the 
the there's the the message here that God's plan happens despite sort of bad people or whatever or the you know the way people do things. But I mean, to me, there's also one which is clearly from this story, and I feel like others. There's a communication that both the sort of ancient Hebrew Israelite people and maybe God value kind of people being clever over people being necessarily strong yeah. or, or Craft, whatever. Crafty. Crafty, even. right. Yeah. And, and hardworking, right? Because there's an mm-hmm. aspect here of like um, Jacob is sort of risen up a little bit over being, you know, on one hand deceitful, but at the same time really just clever and working hard for what he wants. Right, and so there's a value in that that he works hard and is successful in a lot of places, and that happens with Joseph. Joseph works hard, and it's not just like these people by their bloodlines are great, even though there's some aspect of that. It's also these people work really hard and are clever and smart, and they get results from that. So there's like a cultural thing that we endorse that. To me, there's also an interesting thing which I think we have a tendency in our modern sensibility of monogamy and romantic love and all that stuff like that to have like a very like. You know, this view of the family and everything is like the right way and try to apply that everywhere where I think God's kind of less dogmatic about that and just sort of is there for the people and allows the cultural norms to set some of those things. And and so, like in the end, you know, there needed to be a lot of children to be had in this case in order to have like the, the tribes and everything like that. So the idea that it took multiple wives to get there isn't a positive or a negative. It just was the what it was, right? And it's not like, oh, this was like, you know, Jacob's evil because he had multiple wives. It was like, no, it was normal to have multiple wives back then. And I think this Puritan view that we try to apply Christianity to is not accurate. It's more about sort of property and interaction and things like that. And 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 then I think the extension of that is more the modern sense is about consent and stuff like that more than it, and and being kind to people. More than it is like some sort of like set of rules for yeah, how I think so. Should work. So I, I probably I don't know if I agree with the crafty part because God chooses Jacob before he's even like that was the beginning, right? He's he but says where, where do we put omniscience? Or yeah, omnipotence. I mean, he knows in, what he's going to be like, right? Yeah, I guess, but but he values. Yeah, I don't know about the value and craftiness more than like God just so like. Or is, I mean, to is me, the craftiness used to, me it's to a broader, get to God's the, the, right? the God's well, will? God's I mean, David end. kills Goliath, not because he's stronger and a better fighter, but he's smart and he puts a rock right into his forehead, right? I mean, Yeah, he, but I think it's because God chose David. So I think, I think there's like God chooses people and maybe there's a craftiness, but I don't think it's God chooses them because they're crafty. No, but there's a cultural value in well, being crafty. Oh, that maybe just, when they're writing know, the story. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So there's, the, the difference here is, does God choose people because they're prepared to do something, or does God choose people and then prepare them to do it? So I think there's like, does God choose people because they have a certain set of skills, or is the, or is the point God is God choose somebody and think, then prepares them to do that work? So like, he could also have chosen, like, I don't know why he chose Saul. He could have also chosen Saul because he wanted to make a point that, I'm going to choose who I choose, even this person that is persecuting you, to show you right. that I'm in charge. Same I, thing I with think Jacob. A bit of that, yeah. I'm going to choose Jacob, who's a mama's boy, who you'd think I would choose Esau. Also, the younger, not the older. Yeah. You'd think I would choose Esau because he's strong, and I had told Abraham that I'm going to build a great nation. So right. you'd think you'd pick the strong person that's going to be, 
you know, attractive and can win because and also David being the youngest of all the brothers. Yeah. yeah. So so I think so I think I think the point is God chooses versus like God chooses someone and then he blesses them to make things happen versus he chooses someone that's going to be successful. I agree with you. I yes, no, I agree I mean, with you. But, but I think but, who he chooses matters there, right? I mean he he's choosing to make a statement that says I care more about people being smart and and sort of uh, creative or or hardworking or so, um, whatever to get something done versus someone who's just strong. Yeah, and but he also, also picked Moses, who was a stutterer. Right. He also picks, but he was fishermen. a great leader, wasn't he? Well, but I mean, that's my point. But was he that, a great leader before? He and, was a coward who ran it's away. To be different. That's true. Maybe it's to be different too, right? Maybe where, also where the rest the of society yes. says the strong man is the leader. The strong man is the one in, who's blessed by the other gods and whatever. And I'm saying, no, I'm picking the smart, the um, the hardworking, the creative, whatever. And I'm using them to get and, and lifting them up as a way to say that's actually more valuable to me than just strength. I mean, that seems more consistent with yeah. the scripture where God makes the point like we talked about Gideon, right, where right. I'm going to. You're you're going to have a very very small army, yeah, right, and you're going to win because of me versus nothing else, right? Yeah, you're going to march around and Jericho and you're going right. to and you're going to uh, blow horns. You're going to listen to what I say and you're going to win, right? But that's because of me, not because you guys are right. Awesome. And with Gideon, right, they they win because they scare the other ones by being smarter by putting the torches on the those foxes, right? I know, but like, the right. story they were crafty. is crafty. Yes, they're crafty. They but the story is God says this is what you're going to do. Yes. And you're going to win with this because and you're going to see that I did it. But Gideon also sneaks in. Right. They have the dream of the yeah. of yeah. the the rye roll, right? The rye loaf that floats through the I don't know. I'd have to listen to that yeah. story. Yeah. There was like a bread loaf. Like yeah, they had a dream right. about a bread loaf and yeah. they're like, "Oh, that's Gideon." And they <laughs> roll through <laughs> that marble rye, you yeah. <laughs> and they right. all they all panic. But but that seems consistent with God with the other stories where God says you're going to rely upon me, not right. upon your own strength. And but you look I at think... even and then all the way to Jesus to do yeah. the whole Christian thing, like where. The savior who's going to come in and lead everybody to peace. He's this meek he, person. A meek person who comes in and gets murdered. Right. Like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't lead so a rebellion. God, or subvert your expectations. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What I was like. God takes the uh, the expectations of humanity of what humans find value in and turns it over and says, "No, I'm sorry. What actually is valued is not what you think." Yeah. Right. So uh, to your second point, your second point I remember was, um, oh, the cultural aspect. It's like the idolatry of the family flipped on its head. Kind yeah, of so yeah. I actually, oh, yeah. that seems consistent to me. That seems right to me that there's there's like this liberation theology idea where God came in to like free the slaves and stuff like that. But, well, and then they attach themselves to Marxist ideology, which doesn't seem to work out very well either. But, right. But, um but like even in the the New Testament, right, where they're like, you know, slaves be subject to your masters and stuff like that. So I think right. that's right. People like be subject to the government. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like if Jesus but that doesn't mean Jesus says slavery's a good thing. It just means like what I'm really about is you're gonna live within this world that's going to have these things and right. I'm gonna teach you how to live within a world that's gonna have these. So he doesn't so even with the prostitute that's gonna get stoned, right. He doesn't like Tell them Jehovah. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't come in and say like, "I'm going to free this prostitute" or "I'm going to do all this stuff." He's just basically like, 
teaching a lesson about sin. So right. it's like he's he's like I'm going to come teach you how to live within a world right that is this. I'm not coming to change I mean I will come again and then everything's going to be different but but right now you're going to live in this world and I'm going to teach you how to live in this world. I'm not here to change everything in this world to make it heaven on earth. Right. And I think yeah. though we like as a, especially like modern American Christians want to say like well, our cultural sense of what a family is is like in, endorsed by God and what everybody should be doing, and that, that's what God really wants. And when we're not doing it, we're screwing that up. It's like, well, what's the evidence for that? Because God clearly interacts with lots of weird definitions of family based on like what we would say is normal without any judgment on it in his interaction. You know what we become? We become pharisaical. Right. We become totally. like the Pharisees. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We become yeah, yeah. exactly like what Jesus if there was Jesus was critical of anybody, it right. is the, the legalists. Yes. And that's what we become. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pharisees exactly. totally. and Sadducees, for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. And that's what we do with like like Jesus this is what a, this is what a Christian family is supposed to look like. One man, one woman, no divorce. And prostitutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and that's what a Christian is supposed to be. And right. that's pretty much the exact opposite of what Jesus talks about. Right, I think. Right. Yes. How did we I get agree. here? I don't know. Like oh, we were talking about we were talking about how Jacob's a deceiver, and then oh, yeah. God. Uses and he also him. has multiple yeah. wives and yeah. sleeps with concubines and all those kinds of things. Like it's we're looking at polygamy also with a man and multiple wives, but like if you flip that on its head, what about like polygamy where there's a woman, one woman with multiple husbands? Yeah, there's a woman. Sorry, a woman. There's a woman. Which, there's a woman. Like, have you heard about the book the woman wrote? Moon is about, a harsh mistress. No, it was a woman. A woman is allowed to write a book. A woman wrote a book about. Wait, they're letting having, women read now. <laughs> she had uh, multiple. Next hu- thing you know, they're going to be allowed to vote. <laughs> a, she, a woman, as he pours a drink. <laughs> a woman wrote a book about having multiple husbands. Yeah, um, like a true story. Living with polygamy. Yeah, the woman's name. It was uh, Sharon Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, all, was that all just a setup for a joke? That was all a setup for Oh, no. <laughs> Have you been trying to do that? Oh, I've been trying to get it in for like 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah, because like, I interrupted you and then Brett was interrupting I'm like, you. here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. <laughs> that was all just a setup? Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, Jameson Stubbs, and Brent Henderson. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. In Season 3, she's tackling the 12 shame triggers identified by Brene Brown by having conversations around each one. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.